On this episode, the championship matchups are here. Michigan, Purdue, TCU, Kansas State. I'll also discuss Utah beating embarrassing USC. We also have Georgia, LSU, and the Power Five as well. Plus, Grand Valley, my alma mater, takes on their biggest rival, Ferris State, in a classic matchup in Division II football. You'll find that, plus a little bit more, on this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. It is Saturday, December 3rd. Welcome back to the Guest Stoke Podcast. I am your host, Austin Stokel. It is Saturday as I combined Friday with Saturday. And the reason being, I wanted to really discuss what happened last night with TCU, or excuse me, USC. TCU happens today. USC and Utah. My goodness, that is how we're kicking things off. Utah. What an absolute beatdown of USC as they have their college football playoff hopes shattered. And ladies and gentlemen, this was in epic fashion. They controlled the first half 17-3 early, but Utah had 44 answered points. And USC only scored seven. My goodness gracious. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a beatdown. This was an embarrassment almost on the same level as Michigan defeating Ohio State last weekend. This was almost on the same level. But mind you, USC's hopes of getting into the playoff are now decimated, shattered, completely obliterated, as Ohio State now has a clear path to get in. And with all the other matchups happening today, a lot could happen. Everyone could say, oh, Alabama still has a chance. I do not agree. I disagree. I disagree completely because Alabama should not get in because they are a two-loss team who lost to some of the best SEC teams, Tennessee and LSU respectively. And I, I personally do not believe they should get in. And if the committee wants to do that, that's not the will of the tournament. That's not the will of the fans. That is not the will of... Of college football. That is just complete bias in my opinion. Because if Alabama gets in. Then they'll be continuously getting in. Since the very beginning. Of. The college football playoff. Back in 2014. And with this big win Utah had. 47 to 24. Utah. Hot take here. Should they get into the playoff. And the immediate answer is no because of those three losses that they have against UCLA, Florida, and Oregon. No question. But they may have a little bit of an argument on their side. They beat USC twice. They won the Pac-12 championship. And they're in the same position as they were last year. They are going to the Rose Bowl. That is 100% certain right now. But I tweeted earlier at the college football playoff, put Utah football in. They deserve to get in over at Ohio State and Alabama. Now, of course, that is a very hot take 
and the the chance of the that actually happening are pretty slim. So I just wanted to stir the pot a little bit. And lo and behold, a few hundred people already saw it. Now I'm pretty sure it's up to closer to a thousand. Let's see if Utah responds. That's kind of really the hope is I wanted to see either Utah or the college football playoff Twitter pages. See, I just wanted to see if they responded and it doesn't look like they did. And I just, I really just wanted to stir the pot here as a Michigan fan. I just wanted to see what people would say. And really I got no responses. (laughs) So it was, it was a hit or miss, but I just wanted to put it out there and about 500 people saw it. So I was actually pretty surprised about it. But this win was just completely dominant of Utah. Utah should not be slept on. And I don't know why a lot of people do. Utah, they they don't perform well in in the regular season. Well, okay, let me let me rephrase that a little bit. They do. They are now 10 and 3 with this championship. They're going to the Rose Bowl. But when it matters most, they fall short, specifically with UCLA and Oregon, two good ranked Pac-12 teams. When it comes to USC, who is all offensive-minded, their defense was lacking last night. They couldn't tackle for their life. They could not tackle if their life depended on it. It was, oh my goodness, it was hard to watch USC try to tackle Utah. It was hard to, they could not, um, they could not try to get to Cameron Rising if they wanted to. Utah's offense just shut them down. And they were they were, they could not catch them like they were sliding off these Utah offensive players like butter. It was great for Utah, terrible for USC. And Lincoln Riley really needs to reconsider how much he's going to approach defense because he's he's an offensive guy. We all know it. We saw it at Oklahoma when they just got absolutely decimated by Alabama one year. And, Oklahoma, and uh, yeah, they got absolutely decimated by Alabama one year. And I remember they got decimated again in another year. I can't remember who their opponent was at the top of my head, but my goodness, Utah. Utah, I, I could describe your performance in every single way imaginable. It was just a complete and utter destruction in the second half of USC. It was immaculate. It was pristine. And your performance should put you at number six come Tuesday. It should put you at number six behind Alabama. But will it? I honestly do think that you could. You have a chance to shoot up because of how dominating your performance in USC they are going to shoot down to at least number eight after this loss. This was a devastating loss for them. Penn State's going to surpass them, even though they haven't played. Purdue's probably not going to be in there. I know. I know. I'll talk about them in a second. But again, this is exactly why USC is not getting in. They got decimated. Their defense shattered. Will they come back, rebound, and have a better defensive mind? That is only for time to tell. But until they do, they're not going to get in. And if Utah had one loss, they would be in instantly. They will be. They would be in if they had one loss, but they don't. They have three. And now that Ohio State's getting in without much leverage, 
really over anyone else. They're they're kind of the easy option to put them in because they have wins against Penn State and Notre Dame. But the only thing is that they have a devastating loss against Michigan, who is playing in the Big Ten Championship tonight against Purdue. And I'll get into that here in a minute. But Utah, you did me proud. You really did me proud. Now moving on to today's slated games. I'm going to start off with Division One and then talk about Grand Valley State as they're my alma mater. I kind of have to do that as they are playing today at 1 o'clock. But first and foremost, today at noon, we have TCU and Kansas State playing for the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. And this is a one-point lead or a one-point favored victory for TCU as they face Kansas State. And TCU has already beaten Kansas State. And this is going to be in at AT&T Stadium. A lot of purple is going to be in the crowd. They're both purple teams. This is going to be really fun to watch and see who is who and who who's rooting for who, rather. But, you know, even with the TCU loss, they still deserve to be in. They have one loss, even though they lost to Kansas State if they do lose today. But I have them winning today, 35-31 in favor of the Horned Frogs. Even, again, even if they lose, they are to go in. If they move down to number four, sure. And then Ohio State moves up to number three. I don't see that happening. I have TCU winning. Max Dugan is too good of a quarterback to let that happen. TCU's offense is too good to let that happen. Kansas State is a formidable opponent. And I am really excited to see how Kansas State feels up this adversity against a very, very good TCU team who is making the playoff for the first time. So 35-31 in that matchup. And then moving on to 4 o'clock here, we have the AAC championship between UCF and Tulane. Tulane is a four-point favorite in New Orleans. Give me Tulane. They've been good. I wouldn't be surprised if UCF upsets Tulane, but Tulane has proven time and time again that they belong at the top of the AAC conference, and they may most likely be a New Year's Six Bowl game, whether that's the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl. That is up for the committee to tell. So I give Tulane the win, 35-28 over the Knights. Then at 8 o'clock, we have... Clemson, North Carolina, Clemson being its seven and a half point favorite in Charlotte, North Carolina, North Carolina, obviously being the the home team in this as they are just a short drive away in Durham, North Carolina. Give me, give me the Tar Heels. I'm going to go with the under on this. They have a very good quarterback in Drake May, who is and should be a Heisman contender considering how many yards he has. He has almost 4,000 passing yards, 20, 35 TDs, excuse me, and he's good. He's good. He's led the Tar Heels to a 9-3 and three season, where Clemson, on the other hand, they've, they've not been spectacular. Yes, they are 10-2, but they don't have a lot to show for it. They are not, they're not, a, they're not a shiny team. They're, they're very gritty, but they have lost two games who have they lost to that's actually a really good question as i'm trying to wrap my mind around who they lost but clemson they they get the job done but it's not in any fashionable way and their losses come from notre dame who
who just decimated him in South Bend and then South Carolina as well by a one-point win. I should have known the South Carolina one. I watched that one last weekend. But Clemson, I think they're falling apart a little bit. As Dabo Sweeney, he does a phenomenal job at Clemson, and he has a few national titles under his belt. But their quarterback, his name escapes me, he is not cut out for the Clemson job. They need someone with a better arm, more accuracy, and maybe a little bit more mobile. And Clemson, don't get me wrong, they'll be back in the top 10 eventually. But honestly, I, I love North Carolina. Their defense has proven to be pretty good. And their Clemson's offense has shown to struggle at times against good defenses. Uh, let me give you an example. Wake Forest, it was a high-scoring game, went into overtime. And the, the Clemson won by a field goal. Wake Forest handed everything they got to Clemson. So give me North Carolina 33-30 to 30 in this stellar matchup of an ACC title game. Then, last but not least, the one I will be at, the Big Ten Championship tonight at 8 o'clock in Indianapolis. Michigan, 16.5 point favor over the Purdue Boilermakers. My answer is clear. Michigan wins it. I'm going to say 42 to 7, maybe 42 to 10, similar to how they handled Iowa last season. But what they have to watch out for is Purdue loves to pass the ball and they love to pass it in the short field. They don't take very many long passes. And when they do, it's usually when the the wide receiver is open. Their defense can actually be pretty shifty, pretty quick. So Michigan's O-line is going to have their hands full with that. And if they played how they did against Ohio State last weekend, I believe they'll be fine. They will be fine. And J.J., in my mind, is more confident with with his throws now because whatever he did at Ohio State was just stellar. It was phenomenal. Keep going. Keep going. And the O-line needs to open up holes for Donovan Edwards, who will be playing as Blake Corum is now out for the rest of the season because of a knee ending or a season ending knee surgery, excuse me. Kind of did that last time as well. Uh, but Donovan Edwards is the guy that you need to have him step up, create some lanes for him, and get him five, six, seven, eight yards down from the first down and create those plays where it's second and short. That's what Michigan's going to need to do. And their defense, seven up front, or five up front, rather, they're going to get the job done. They are quick. They are aggressive. They can get to Aiden O'Connell really efficiently. Granted, Michigan didn't get a sack on C.J. Stroud until very late in the game, but that's when the O-line was starting to fall apart at the Michigan-Ohio State game. And I got to say, Michigan wins this one. I'm going to change it a little bit. I'm going to say 45-10 to 10 in Indianapolis, and it is going to be one hell of a football game for Michigan. Even if they do lose, which I do not believe they will, Michigan is a lock in the playoff. And that's that's my take on Division One right now. Now, here's Division Two. Today at 1 o'clock, Grand Valley faces off against their biggest rival, Ferris State. Now, I'm not sure what the money line is on this game, but this has big implications in Division Two, as Division Two has a little bit different structured playoff than Division One. They are kind of broken down into super regions, kind of 1, 2, 3, and 4, the top seed of each region 
wherever they may be, goes, has the first bye, then they play in the second week. Grand Valley played Northwest Missouri State last weekend, won 13-8. Now they play their biggest foe, Ferris, at home at 1 o'clock in Allendale. Unfortunately, I will not be there for this game, as Michigan has my undivided attention for tonight. But you can find this game on Flow Sports. Unfortunately, you do have to pay for it. Nothing is free in life. So this game is at 1 o'clock. Give me Grand Valley. They have been stellar all season. They are undefeated. They know what it's like to face a very good opponent like Ferris State, yet it was close last time they played. Give me Grand Valley State. It's going to be a little bit of a wider margin. 35-27. Grand Valley is going to make the last touchdown. Ferris State is going to try to come back, miss a field goal to make it 35-27. Grand Valley will then move on to the semifinals. And that is my take on all things college football today. Let's talk about the NFL. Now moving on to the NFL slated games. Of course, I have to start with the Detroit Lions. They face off at Ford Field against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 4-7, and seven, similar to the Lions. But Detroit is a one-point favorite in this game. And Jacksonville's starting to slowly build momentum with with uh, Doug Peterson as their head coach and Trevor Lawrence slowly building confidence underneath center. But Detroit's offense has been much more impressive to my mind this season. Their defense is slowly becoming so much better as the season continues. Give me Detroit. They will win this one in my eyes. Give me the Lions 35 to 21 their defense is going to be very aggressive when it comes to the Jaguars offense and I'm really excited to see what they can do with a team within the similar circumstance such as the Jaguars and the Lions I honestly feel like they're closer to being a more successful team than the Jaguars as Doug Peterson is first year with the Jaguars organization after their abysmal head coaching situation last season and Dan Campbell He's getting it down much more quickly, even though he's in his second year. And with young talent such as Malcolm Rodriguez, Aiden Hutchinson, Jeff Okuda, Amnira St. Brown, that is a team built for the long term. I don't believe they are going to sell out this team anytime soon or trade away any guys. They may bring in veteran talent on the defensive end, which I would love to see. But I've honestly heard some rumors going around that Lamar Jackson may be quarterback that Detroit's going to go after as he was seen scootering around in downtown Detroit. Now take it with a grain of salt or what you will. I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, fluidity to this or a lot, a whole lot of uh, meat on the bone, so to speak. So take it what you will, but Jared Goff, I love what he's doing. He needs to get a little bit more aggressive when it comes down to scoring drives when they are down in the fourth quarter with a few minutes left to go. But overall, he's done a phenomenal job, and I believe they're going to stick with him for a few more years. Now, a big game that I love this matchup in, Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks, seven-point favorite. Give me the Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. They are the much better team. And it would be much more of a matchup if Matthew Stafford was healthy. But Geno Smith, he has been... He's been phenomenal. 
He has exceeded every expectation about the Seahawks this season. And he has outperformed Russell Wilson. He is the team to lead this team. Or he's the QB to lead this team, excuse me. After Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos. Now give me the Seahawks in this matchup, 28-13. to 13. Another big game that I really like the odds with, Tennessee at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Can they stop Derrick Henry? That is going to be the big question for this matchup. Now, I believe the Eagles are a much more better passing team than the, than the Titans, but they're going to put up a fight with the run game. So give me Philadelphia 35-31 in Philly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I believe the biggest game of the day, Miami in San Francisco or Santa Clara to be more specific, against the 49ers. 49ers are a four-point favorite. Their defense is one of the best in the country right now. So is Miami's. So this is going to be a really big defensive battle. Give me the San Francisco 49ers just because of their home field advantage and Jimmy Garoppolo is getting hot at the right time. Give me the 49ers, 21-17. Then to round out this slate of games, I know there's a few more, but I'm just highlighting a couple here. Chiefs at Bengals, Kansas City, two-point favorite. Chiefs are, they're hot. They're red hot, and they have the much better offense than than the Bengals do. I know Joe Burrow is young. He's getting better into his position, but Patrick Mahomes is leading the MVP race right now, and plus he has a bunch load more of talent around him. Travis Kelsey, just to name one person, Juju Smith-Schuster, just to name another. Give me the key. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. This will be a close one, 31-30. to 30. It's going to be a one-point game, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see what happens on Sunday, but college football is still going to be king for this weekend. Before I go, I just wanted to highlight some games in college basketball as there are big matchups happening here in the next few days, such as Michigan and Kentucky playing Monday, December 4th, or excuse me, Sunday, December 4th, in London at the O2 Arena. I just want to highlight that. That is happening as well. Plus, Gonzaga falls again. You can find all these scores anywhere, really, online. And Baylor beating Gonzaga by 1.6463. There's a lot of good games, especially in the top 25, with Maryland beating Illinois 71-66. And that's just the top of the cake here, as this happened last night. But today, there I don't believe there are a whole lot of big games happening. But on Sunday is really when you really should pay attention to some big games. For example, today, there isn't really a whole lot of uh, big, good games happening. Maybe Houston hosting St. Mary's, Duke, and Boston College. But Sunday, let's dive into Sunday here real quick. Michigan, Kentucky, of course, is going to be the highlight game to watch. That is going to be at 1 o'clock in London. Kentucky is, of course, favored to win this. But Michigan, they can compete if they know what to do in the end of the second half. They really need to lock down defensively. That has kind of been their struggle so far this season. It's been their struggle against Virginia, against Arizona State, 
but they're starting to glue. They're starting to come together, and Hunter Dickinson is the guy to lead this team. He has the most experience. Michigan is going to put up one heck of a fight against Kentucky. Then another game you should watch out for, Purdue, Minnesota, UCLA, Oregon, Michigan State, Northwestern. Those are just some of the games to watch out for. And come Tuesday, I'm going to talk more about these games as they already have happened. That does it for me today. Go Blue, anchor up. These games will be electric and exciting. Of course, watch them wherever you are. And come back Tuesday for more content, such as basketball. I'll put in a little hockey as well. Some football scores and updates and recaps. And, of course, look ahead at the potential college football playoff. As all these championship games have now come to a close on Tuesday, I'll give you my takes before the actual playoff uh, matchups occur, which here are what I'll say right now, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. As much as I really don't want Ohio State in there, they'll probably be in there. But come back Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Go Blue. Anchor up one more time. We'll see you on Tuesday.